Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. Hey guys, this is JD with Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. Just want to let you know I can save you a little bit of money if you go onto nosedownsense.com and type in the promo code SEBH15, Southeastern Bow Hunter 15, SEBH15. That'll get you 15% off on all the products they have across the whole site. Now go make sure you check them out. Amazing products, great cover sense, and great application sense for those big old scripts you're trying to work on. Also, after you get that game, you can go ahead and season it up with some of their seasonings and dry rubs they have. Go give them a check. Hey guys, it's JD with Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. You ever get bored like I do in the middle of the night watching YouTube, trying to figure out which broadhead flies the best, which one penetrates the best? different arrows, different bows, different bow speeds, all that kind of stuff, go check out Chest Stump Outdoors. Not only do they have some good hunting footage, he also does amazing broadhead reviews and arrow reviews and bow reviews and stuff like that. He goes to all the different trade shows and tests out all the bows right there on camera. He also does the Mountain Archery Fest. So give him a check. That's again, Chest Thumper Outdoors. Go give him a good listen. Go watch his videos. Some amazing content. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 51 of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Um, Before we get into anything, I'm just going to give a little disclaimer at the beginning of this. This episode gets really heavy really quick. Uh, we talk about a lot of controversial things. We talk about some stuff that's going on in the industry and in the community that kind of concerns us. Um, you know, it's I'm not going to dive too deep into it on this because obviously, you know, we literally dove head first into the whole topic and everything uh, on this podcast. But, you know, I just want to throw it out there that we're not bashing anybody. We're not, you know trying to throw anybody under the bus or say anything's bad about it we're just talking about concerns we have that we've noticed you know especially me and jd getting our feet wet in the industry we've had and i say this in the episode but we've had nothing but good experiences but i do know that there's a dark side to it um so that kind of is something that we talk about for a little bit um there are some rumors that have been flown around you know that we i i personally do not subscribe to um everybody can have their own opinion on stuff Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of hard when you've got somebody that you trust telling you something and it's about some other stuff that, you know, really doesn't look good on, I guess, certain, certain aspects of what we try to portray as hunters. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, just be ready. There is quite a bit of cussing because we all get heated, um, because it's something we love so much. You know, it's, we get, we get into we, we get passionate about it because this is something that we love and we just want to be able to see it for our kids and our grandkids to be able to do well after we're all gone. Um, so that's kind of this, the disclaimer. There's actually some big news. Um, so we had Vantage Point Archery on uh, last week and, you know, we have gotten to get pretty, 
pretty close with those guys. You know, we're talking to them every every day or so, um, getting to know them better. And so we're kind of we're. I'm just going to say it. We're pretty much partnered up with them. Um, they have decided to give you guys a promo code and push, you know, some uh, really amazing products that we are going to be using. Um, me and JD both switched over to the S7 uh, single bevel that they have. Um, Ryan and Jeff were nice enough to send out some broadheads to us uh, for us to try. And so we're going to be taking those into the woods this coming weekend, which at the time of this recording or I guess at the time this episode drops, it's going to be this past weekend. So hopefully, you know, you guys will be seeing some deer on the ground. Um, These bucks are starting to daylight, man, and they're starting to really rut hard. I had a lot of photos last night of bucks chasing, hitting mock scrapes, peeing on themselves, fighting. I got a really cool photo of trike and some weird looking tall, tall spike buck, um, both going at it. And so... VPA, man, they're part of the podcast now, and I am so, so thankful. I got to give a shout out to Ryan and Jeff. Um, Thank you guys again for coming on. You know, we we say this in the episode too, but we don't push any products or any companies that we don't believe in that aren't ran by good, you know, whether they're Christian or they don't talk about it. I mean, that that matters, but it's not something that I, you know, am like, oh, well, I'm just going to write that person off. I look at how a person treats us and how much respect that they deserve and how much respect we get. And I just got to say it, man. VPA, in my opinion, is really, really one of the top-notch companies in the industry. There's no BS with those guys. The customer service is out of this world. I mean, really, if, if you are like me and you were kind of dabbling a little bit into the single bevel game or just to want some sort of fixed blade that is one piece and solid and not going to break on you, they are the way to go. Um, I, I can't stress that enough. You know, I, I'll give a little bit of an update again. I touched this touch on this in the episode, but you know, I shot a doe two weeks ago, thought I killed her. Turns out she's still alive. Now I'm not blaming that on the broadhead, seeing where the shot was. It was high shoulder. As we all know, you're not getting through that. Um, but now having the, you know, single bevel and switching over and partnering up with VPA, you know, I am much more confident that even if I make a shot like that again, this time it's going to at least have a better chance of going through with it being single bevel, with it being one solid piece. Um, they just make great products, man. They have the most diverse pro- or broadhead selection in the industry. And I think that speaks volumes to, you know, how they want to just have everybody covered from a turkey hunter all the way to, I guess you honestly, in a, a, uh, uh, African game hunter you know like a giraffe or water buffalo or something um great company great guys so they gave us a promo code for y'all if you want to try their products out go to vantagepointarchery.com or (laughs) vpa.com i can't remember basically just look them up go find what you want and then use the code sebh10 and dude i'm telling you it is it, it is seriously one of the best one of the best products on the market i i'm i'm just so thankful that you know we got to know these guys and create a relationship with them and i can't wait to see what what comes from it there is some things in the works already um that i can't talk about but we're we're working to bring much more you know great content great people to you and you know things are rolling guys so vpa go check them out sebh10 saves you 10 percent uh site-wide 
And once again, thank you, Ryan and Jeff, man. Um, next up, Osteo Gear. You guys already know I, I'm like a broken record with this stuff. One of the best camo companies in the industry. Joe Miles is a great dude. Um, I'm actually planning on trying to get him back on soon. I want to get him, Lucas, and Rendell Eric on to kind of kind of cover the Osseo, you know, group. And I really, I've been thinking about reaching out to Don Higgins. Um, that dude right there, man, he is, I mean, I, I listen to his stuff all the time. And, and he's a master of this. Um Anyway, Osseo, awesome, awesome camo. Um, go check them out. Thing, it's getting colder now, so check out their late season stuff. Uh, they have a new vest with a bow collar that is designed to make it wear, even with when, we're, when you're wearing the vest, the string and, and your anchor point and all of that is still exactly how it would be if you're just wearing a t-shirt. Um, they have a lot more products. Go check it out, osseogear.com, code SBH10, saves you 10% site-wide. You will not be disappointed, I promise. Um, next up, Summit Tree Stands. Dude, I, I I am so thankful to have Summit on as well. You know, they are a great company. Jake is an awesome dude. I actually need to reach out to him and talk to him about um, the potential for, you know, upgrading this coming off season to, you know, a better climber. Uh, not that the one I have is bad. It's just old. And, you know, I, I really need to upgrade. I need something a little bit lighter. Um, I love my climber though. So, you know, if that doesn't work out, I'm still going to use it. And Summit, you know, Summit's been around for a long time. And I really think that they are the leading, leading company in the industry when it comes to climbers. Um, so go check them out. They have tons of accessories. They have climbers, they have hang-ons, they got climbing sticks, everything you need. Um, use the code SEBH15. That'll save you 15% site-wide. And you know that why not support a great company like summit uh next up is scout tech dude me and ryan were just talking about uh some possible future episode stuff and some products you know that they're working on he has an amazing thing happening that i really wish i could talk about but i can't yet uh as soon as he gives me the green light i will let you guys know and you know scout tech is is really really growing they've been working with exodus um and i think reveal i'm not really sure but Either way, my Scout Tech camera has been amazing. I just moved it yesterday. Really hoping to catch Tank. He has been showing up um, much more frequently. And who knows? Maybe he'll be on the ground this weekend. Uh, last but not least, Urban Archery Outfitters. You know, I talked to Chris the other day. The app is supposed to be coming soon. Once it does, I will let you guys know. And, you know, they're changing the game. I, I really wish that... You know, I was able to give you guys more information, but right now I can't talk about it. Um, but go check them out. Urban Archery Outfitters, they are they have a lot of, you know, really, really well-known partners now um, that you will be able to buy their product and win or gain some big game bucks in order to try and win a property hunt. Um, go back and listen to our episode. We cover all of it. And, you know, that's, that's basically it. This is a long intro, but I had to... First and foremost, I wanted to give you guys a heads up that this episode is not like some of the others. I know sometimes we can get onto some, you know, hot and spicy topics and things get a little heated. This one, dude, I'm telling you, it it was a great episode. And honestly, afterwards, I felt a lot better because I was able to get my frustration out with just what we're seeing, you know. And, and we just want this to last 
forever. It's a God-given right. So this is something that we are gonna fight for regardless of what everybody else says. Um, you know, I, I just really hate to see some of the negative things that are happening and, and how the community can kind of hurt itself without meaning to. So anyway, let's get into it with Andy Freeman, JD, me, man. Buckle up, guys, because it's about to get heavy. All right, guys, we got my buddy, the man, the man with the plan, the dude that knows way more about public land hunting than I do. Um, we got Mr. Andy Freeman from Double A Outdoors TV. Um, he's coming on here. We're just going to, you know, talk about his season, see what's going on, see what plans he's got, and then probably BS for a little bit, maybe touch on some uh, controversial things that I think have been coming up in the industry and the community, just all that. So, Mr. Freeman, what's going on, man? What you been up to? What's up, guys? Nothing. Working, hunting, living life. <laughs> Can't complain about that. No, so, sir. how has your season been going? I mean, me and JD both know, but the people listening, you know, if they've been following along with your YouTube channel, they probably know, but they may not know about, you know, the deer you've got currently on camera and that you're sort of chasing and all that what's uh what's something that the people who may not watch your stuff who should what's something that they uh they need to know i mean give us a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff well i mean our season has not went I, like i wanted it to to begin with yeah <laughs> but you know it never does you can lay out you can lay out the best plan in the world and something's gonna go wrong you can count on it Mm-hmm. But we had an encounter with Curly, one of our target bucks, bucks opening the evening of both season. But we had a great win. We had a great setup. We knew which direction he was coming. And he came. He followed the script. But there, just, there were two storms that blew up a couple miles away from us. And you know how that goes. The downdrafts off them storms and the wind just went crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think he got just a little bit enough of something that he didn't like. And he come out. I got him on video. You know, whoever seen it, you know, watched it. He come out for just a second, stood there and looked. And he knew something was up. I think he caught just a little bit of wind. And he twirled and took off. And he never gave Alicia a shot. She was on the bow, but he, there was a little pine tree in the way. And he needed to take about three more steps. And she'd have drilled him. But that's the way it goes with them bucks, man. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, from the last video that y'all put up, I don't know if it was, like you said, that little branch that was in the way or if it was you. Because I kept hearing her say that you, you were in the way. <laughs> well, blind is I left a pine tree right in the center of the window. You know how the window, you know, is wide and it's yeah. got that, that beam in the middle and then it's wide yeah. on each side. Mm. I left a tree right in that center beam just, you know, just to kind of break it up a little bit. Right. But she usually sits to the left, and I'm sitting on the right filming. Okay. So, so it's more, it's a bigger shooting lane on the on the left than it is on the right, and I'm over there right. filming. Right. The, the deer come out from the right, and he was right behind that daggum tree, and Dang. Know, she starts it. yelling at you, saying you're in the way. <laughs> I mean, I had a perfect view of him with the camera, but she couldn't see, you know, his shoulder. Or she... <laughs> and his head. She was and like. Which deer was that? 
like, don't shoot, then don't shoot. And he turned and left, and boy, she was mad. We mm. <laughs> now, was that Curly? Curtis, yeah, Curtis. Curtis. Oh, wow, she had Curtis in front of y'all. Yeah, he's a big, mm. he's bigger, Holy he's crap, bigger. He, he's way bigger in person than he is in pictures. He's a Shit, big dude. He's a good oh. dude. Good and that was opening day of both seasons, so he's yeah. thicker by now. You know, his neck no swelled up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember being on public land um, when those storms came through. They didn't actually hit where I was, but the wind started getting all wild. Yeah, I mean, and, I, uh, I checked stuff right after that, and I was like, dude, the wind is just going stupid. I mean, it was blowing straight out of the east, just perfect from, from right to left where we were sitting. Yeah. And he come from the right. Well, he was upwind, actually, of us. But the storm started blowing, and it started swirling and switching. You know how it – I mean, and it just mm – -hmm. Yeah. It blew us up, man. I was yeah. – broke. Because so, we had yeah, – he was dead. Oh, yeah. Dude, that would have been insane if you guys would have shot him for opening evening. The, biggest, the biggest deer you have on camera right now. I mean uh, – He's not the biggest. I got he's not? Money. He's bigger. That book that we call Upchurch has got the big sticker off his base. He's probably bigger than that. You think so? I think so. Yeah, you have to send me photos. I can't remember. You guys I'm pretty, so sure, I'm pretty deer, sure Andy knows his deer better than you do, Eric. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I, I get so many deer photos from you guys every week that it's like, <laughs> I don't see Y'all well, can have like, what, seven bucks that you've named, and it's so hard to remember. I, I know, can't remember half of them. Not for me, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JD's got it easy. He's just got one. <laughs> or no, you've got two. You've got two. Man, that club down there has got more bullets. I've got, I've got three that I would shoot, but I got one now that I'm really, really after. Yeah. No more picks of Ian. Well, uh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Save that. Because I was okay. gonna touch on that after we heard from Andy. So we'll okay. we'll circle back to that. Cause I think you're gonna well, get excited. But well, the buck that I, we was just talking about, Curtis daylighted a couple about, I don't know, not this past weekend, but like Thursday of last week. He was yeah. out there twice in the evening in the food plot. And then the other buck we called Jelly Roll, which the one, he's the one I really want. He's probably the oldest out of the three of them, but he's big and he's thick and he's just old, big old mature deer. Yeah. Really like to get him, but he was out there one time. The other morning when I texted you, I went hunting at the ladder stand and he he come to the feeder while I was at that spot. I got a picture and I'm sitting in the stand and I almost threw up and I'm like, I remember, I remember that message. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, dude. I was, I was yeah. sick. Like, why oh, did yeah. I? But the day before there was a bunch of dogs over there running around. A guy that was hunting, you know, hunts up above us right there. They got after him. They run him out of the woods growling and carrying on. I don't know if it's strays or whose dog it was, but Dang. I wouldn't yeah. go up. You know, all them dogs been running around. I ain't figured yeah. I'd see nothing. And what happens? He comes up. up. Yep. And that's the best time. Whenever the craziest things happen is when they start showing up. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I got stories for that one, but we'll get into that later when it when it's my turn. <laughs> it was crazy, man. I was just mm. so what's uh what's the plan for this weekend? Uh We've got a birthday party to go to Friday, so we probably ain't going to get to hunt Friday evening. Probably won't get to the club till Friday night. Probably hunt Saturday morning, Saturday evening, and Sunday morning. So I hope – it should be good, though, but everybody there says, you Thank know, you. 
Thank you. And <laughs> <laughs> they don't really get on fire until like the second weekend. Second yeah. weekend over what everybody says. So Man, they're just, see, that, they're just uh, go on. Sorry. They're just getting started. This I just found a fresh scrape over the weekend that was like it was fresh. I put a camera on. Yeah, that's what that's what's kind of blowing my mind is like and and I've kind of gotten more, you know, I guess knowledgeable when it comes down to actual deer movement and like what what the photos show you and stuff like that. I mean, this is the first year I've ever seen a buck full on like head in the branches, pissing in the scrape. Got a picture of trike peeing on himself yesterday, chasing does, all the stuff. I mean, it, it looks like the rut is happening right now. I know it's not. It's starting to heat up, but it's looking like these guys are just gearing up to honestly have a crazy rut this year. So when you say that, like, <clears throat> y'all stuff that isn't supposed to get wild until, would you say, the, ne- the second week of November? Yeah, that's what everybody down there says. Like, the, the ninth, tenth, you know, that's, like, the peak. Yeah. Um, See, everybody says. You telling me you're not going to go on that archery hunt that weekend? I thought about that today, and I'm probably going to hunt that Friday. I'm going to try to hunt that Friday, but then I'm probably headed down the roads for Saturday. Yeah. Man, all y'all going to leave me by myself. Who am I supposed to call when I kill that big buck I got a picture of in the field? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm kidding. That's not going to happen. I, I, Man, I'm not even going to touch on that because that would be a 20-minute thing. But So, Alicia – um how's her season looking i know she's on the board pretty much everybody's on the board except a couple people that i'm not going to name because i know they get butthurt but and we love them we love them but uh, i'm not doing it but uh yeah how's her season going it's been good i mean she wants to rifle one a little bit this year and we shot the rifles in this past weekend and i, I posted a reel on facebook i don't know if y'all seen it or not but dude she hammered that target yeah he shot better yeah. than I- yeah, I think I remember seeing that you sent us that video. Yeah, single shot. It's the same rifle she used to kill this funky buck that she killed. When was it last year? In the last year or year before last? Yeah, I don't think I it was last year. Ever shot with a rifle? It's the same rifle, but she really didn't want to hunt with it last year. But this year, she's like, I want to gun hunt some. I'm like, shoot the gun. Yeah. Fight it in. I'm gonna let you do all the work so you get comfortable with it. And she was excited, man. She was out, and I was like, "Holy cow!" See, and I thought she hated guns or didn't like them. She does. She don't. She don't. She, she don't like them, but she mm-hmm. won't kill a deer with rough. Yeah, I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I well, she had a she had a story or something behind the reasoning, right? Before, uh, yeah. I figured she. I think. I think I remember her saying something about that. Yeah. yeah well, but, look. I know well, that everyone wants to know. So, JD, hold on. This. I'm trying to read. This damn mount thing is killing me. Okay. Uh, tell, we'll tell, him, tell Andy first. what you were telling me when you first got on here before he got on. What What's uh, the development? What's going I learned on? To wipe my own butt. I'm what. I learned what? how to wipe my own butt finally. It took you what, 34 years? 35, asshole. 35. Hey, I'm making you younger. All right. I know. I know. <laughs> I like my age. I'm proud yeah, of until it. you start going gray. Damn straight. <laughs> proud of it. Hey, watch the gray. Man. I'm just, hey, look, you got the salt and pepper. 
You got you got the good genes, all right? It's I'm going to be over here looking like Father Time with a white beard, JD. I don't, I don't even know. But, <laughs> so what's going on with you? What What's what's the development? So, you hit me with Ian, something. Today. You were asking me about Ian earlier. and um, Oh, wait, wait. Back up to last week, last Friday. Okay. So last Friday, my normal routine, Andy, on Fridays when I get home from work, is to go in and freshen up scrapes, you know, and if I'm doing anything else back there, feeding, you know, whatever, do that Friday when I get home. And then I'll typically go hunt either Saturday or Sunday or sometimes both. Um, and, you know, it's been kind of kind of burning me out because I haven't been seeing anything. I, you know, I've seen, you know, I've, I've killed three, but it's been two does on the opener. And then I went a whole month without anything. And then I had that, you know, little little forky buck. Um, it took a dirt nap. So, but I haven't seen, I haven't been seeing Ian. The last time I saw Ian was, I want to say four weeks ago on camera. Haven't seen him at all on camera. It wasn't that long. It, it felt no like, way. it felt like it. Yeah. Cause you called me two weeks ago and you were like, oh man, he's hitting the scrape. You sent me photos of it. And then you went in after him and didn't see anything. Okay, well, two or three weeks had gone by, and hello. Hey. Um, but I hadn't seen him. Well, last Friday, I went in not hunting, not doing anything. I was with my son on the four-wheeler just riding because we got big four-wheeler trails back there, and there's over 100 acres of just riding out there. So we were out there just riding, and I passed by a doe on my right down in the river. She's 20 yards away. I'm like, and she stopped just dead, still looking at me while I'm on the four-wheeler. And at this point, I could have had enough time to get the bow out and shoot her. So I decided to leave because I didn't have the bow with me. So I decided to leave, and I went maybe another 30 yards on the four-wheeler trail. Ian is standing in front of me in the middle of the four-wheeler trail at 60 yards. Holy in, in three years of hunting this deer, I have never seen him outside of a camera lens. I've never seen him on per in person. He is absolutely huge in person. <laughs> and so fast forward, I, I hunt all weekend. I didn't see anything, anything at all this weekend. Um, not even a fawn, I mean, nothing. So fast forward to today, I haven't been back there since Saturday and my Friday when I, when I lied Friday, I did go back there with a four wheeler, but I did put some of that grave digger stuff out. Um, I don't know if you've seen it from tractor supply, the grave digger. I know someone I use it before. Okay. So I put it out there Friday and um, they haven't been really doing anything with it until today. Um, I had one come in last night a little a little bitty spike come in last night uh late last night like at 1 30 in the morning um but then this morning at 9 30 i had my tall six come in and then at 10 50 i had a big old fat doe she makes this doe makes socks look small and i've never seen her but i had a huge fat doe come in and then as soon as i get home i'm in the middle of shooting the bow a little bit 637 Ian's at my scrape today. I'm at you got excited, didn't you? 
Oh, buddy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like I said, this is 20 minutes before this podcast started. I'm like, oh, my God. Yep. So now me and the guys at work have been talking about it, and me and Eric were talking about it before we you know, hit record on here, but I'm not going to go in there Friday. I'm not doing anything. I'm just not. I'm not even going to go in until probably Saturday night, maybe Sunday morning. But I'm. I'm. Ooh. I'm hoping that Ian will be on the ground this weekend. Well, well, you know he's back in the area and he's working it. So yes, yes. You play your cards right, and you'll probably get a shot. Yeah, I'm hoping so. So I'm going to try and keep it simple, stupid. My my favorite, you know, uh, kiss method. Um, I'm not bringing any rattles. I'm not bringing any calls. I'm not bringing any sense. I'm not bringing nothing. Just go see it. Yep. But the problem is, according to the camera, with the direction he's coming from, he is literally walking up against my tree underneath me to the scrape. Change like, he, like, he, change like he may it. like he may be rubbing his antlers on my steps. I mean, he's coming right from my tree. So you know what you need to do? Turn your tree your tree turn your stand around. Is there any other way you could get it, in? It's a hang on, and yes, oh. Andy, there is, but it's my hang on. I thought this was a climber. No, this is my oh, hang on. It's well, it's fixed. Take your climber and go a different direction, and yeah. He knows that stands there. That's why he's walking by it. I guarantee he's walking by it and looking right up at it. That wouldn't surprise me. If you have your uh, climber that's not and it's not connected to any tree right now, take that climber exactly and go left to the right and go up a tree and get in there super early whenever you know and just sit as long as you can stand it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Because so, right now, change up on him. Yeah. Right okay. now is the time to do longer sits. Like if you oh, yeah. all day sit, do it. He's crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, Monday we didn't we didn't work. Uh, Monday we, you know, we, the rest of the guys were, you know, taking care of business out of town and stuff like that before they came in. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday I went out there in my new climber, that hot climber I got. I probably sat seven, eight hours. So I mean, sitting sitting in that climber, I got it's it's no problem sitting for a long time. Right. Well, so were y'all thinking like four early or because I typically go in around five in the morning? Yeah. If I do a morning sit, if I do an afternoon sit like Saturday night, like what are you thinking? Like three? What time's he coming? He can, Well, this is the first time I've seen him in three weeks on a camera. So evening. He, he came in at 630 in the evening. It's hard to say, man. Just one pick like that. It's hard. Yeah. Hard to say when he's going to show because he's. I know. During I know. the run, it's so random, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if he keeps, if he keeps doing that like close to the same time, I'd mm-hmm. go in three hours early. E- either, either one, like from. Hey, y'all you know, give me one second. Let me, y'all talk for a minute. I got to run out here and give this guy my old climber I'm selling. Give me one oh, second. Okay. Well, have fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna leave my phone on, but yeah. Hey, you're good. We'll just look at your bed. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> uh, you did it, not us. Um, yeah, I actually I had a picture at that letter stand I was talking about of a doe. The phone was down there eating some corn while I got a little feeder, but the doe was standing behind the phone and looking directly at my stand. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, they know that stand there. They're gonna stop and look. See, that's the thing, man. Like, 
when it comes down to, you know, choosing like a tree stand, yeah. I 100%. That's why I am strictly going to use a climber because yeah. now granted, I will say the climber I use is sitting at my Jackson spot, but the deer don't really seem to care as far as I can tell because no, I've only hunted that tree once. It's on the ground too. And it's like, it's, it's just there. Tree branch is what they think, you know. It's, exactly, exactly. It's, so it's an animate object. It doesn't ever move. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean that. I, I know people say don't do that because when you know when you are up in the tree, the deer will notice it's missing. I'm a bit skeptical on that. I mean, mm. let's put it this way: I don't buy it because I shot two deer two nights back to back doing that exact thing. And yeah, I don't buy know, that. Yeah. Speaking of which, dude, I know you and I already talked about it, but for the people that don't know, that doe that survived the first shot, I am still blown away. Like I'm, that, I don't, dude. It, it, I, I, I almost have no words because, like, the hole itself looks like I shot it with a mega meat, but I shot it with a with a, a, a fixed blade Q80 Exodus. And the hole is like literally huge. So I don't know if it slashed around or, or cause I know it was stuck in her shoulder. I mean, looking at the photo, it was a high shoulder shot. There was no way I was getting through that. So I'm not surprised, but like, I almost wonder if she just broke the arrow off and it either fell out or, or what the deal is. Cause like, it looks like I shot her with a giant mechanical, but I didn't. Well, I mean, it's it's just the wound. When you know how you cut yourself, how it opens up after sure. time, it's just the way it looks. Do you hit that? You probably hit either the the center of the scapula or right beside it, and then it stopped your arrow. Oh yeah. That point yeah. stuck bone, and she took the arrow with her, and it, mm -hmm. she probably rubbed it off, you know, broke it off, and got out of there on the trees and the brush and junk it to pull it up. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it man, this season's been wild, you know. Like, yeah. I agree. Shoulder shooting the deer or that doe and then gut shooting the next one. I mean, that, like, I'm going to pick up the meat um, Friday from Chip. And which at the time of when this podcast comes out, it'll be this past Friday. But either way, I mean, dude, it, it's just wild how you, you try all year long. And I think I said something about this to you when we did the uh, SCBH shoot that. You try all year long and shit can still go wrong. You know what I mean? It's That's unbelievable. Not, it's not easy. No, well, I know that. I know that. <laughs> but like you try so like I've taken so many shots with my bow this year and get in the mindset of like a giant 200 inch deer in front of you, you know, and get get in that whole thing. So you actually do start getting nervous. And it's like. But but I will say this. So last week we had um, Jeff and Ryan from BPA. Uh, they came on the podcast. We talked about broadheads and, and we actually have some stuff that we're working on with those guys now. Um, thankfully, shout out to them. But I told them that story about the gut shot and how I've pulled shots before, but not like that. Not eight to nine inches to the right. right. You know what I mean? At first I thought it was maybe the win. Then I thought I pulled it but it just, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Right. So I tell him this story 
I told them what broadhead I was using. They said that they think the blade opened. One of the blades probably opened. I listened and I, I probably agree with that. It, yeah. it, the arrow playing off to the left. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I'm happy now that me and JD finally are committed to a certain type of broadhead, a certain brand. It's a great brand. Um, I'm excited to see what these single bevels do. And that's not really something I wanted to get into on this podcast podcast. Cause I know you and I have talked about this for over a year and you know, there's differing things. It, it's, it's not really the equipment it's accuracy. And that's just to sum up the whole, the whole deal. And I know you agree with me. Uh, so. I agree. Accuracy kills. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what T-Bone preaches. Accuracy. Say, a wise man once said, <laughs> I mean, if you don't put it where it's supposed to go, I don't care if you got a bazooka tip arrow, mm -hmm. the deer going to run off. Yep. He well, might be happy, but he's going to run off. That's what's so wild to me about that shoulder shot is like you hear all this stuff about, oh, use the fixed blade to get through the shoulder. High FOC, heavy arrow, blah, blah, blah. I'm shooting a 460, I think it was like a 464 is, total, is my total arrow weight with like, 16 percent foc which is supposed to be really high yeah dude it if you look at everything on paper i should have blown right through it but clearly i didn't so i hit something i'm pretty sure like i said i hit the thickest part of that scapula and it just said no nah, yeah, you ain't getting through no that, that junk's tough dude I'm, i mean i i tell everybody arrows and shoulders do not mix you yep. you're gonna have problems yeah. Well, see, I thought when I shot, I was aiming behind the shoulder. Right. Or so I thought. Maybe she moved. Maybe I pulled it a little. I don't know. But I thought I know something broke on her. It had to have been. There's no it because I ran it through my head a thousand times. If the arrow broke, like how it's broken before, I'm pretty sure it would have fallen out right then and there when she ran off. So I'm pretty sure I at least cracked or broke her shoulder. I haven't seen her on the hoof, so I don't know how she's walking. She could be limping for all I know. Um, did, did you find the arrow? Didn't you no. find the arrow? No. She probably broke it off. Like you probably broke it. The shoulder I mean, the arrow. Pretty good with a broke shoulder. I mean, they'll limp, but, you know, it's, it'll, it'll be a little noticeable, but it'll heal up. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If, if I see her on the hoof again, I'll be able to tell. If she's walking yeah. fine, You'll then... Know. Huh? You'll know then. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I don't know, man. I mean, this weekend, you know, I put um I went over to one of my the Monticello spot, <sighs> put out some deer candy, supposed to bring them in. Hopefully it will. Freshened up some a mock scrape and then found a real scrape um over on a ridge. I was listening listening to what Clifton said. I went back to the ridge, put the camera up there, found a deer trail, found a literal car hood size scrape put estrus and stuff in it did all the usual things um found tanks poop in two different spots found a rub down below where the field's at so like the last photo that i got of him he came from the right of the of the ground blind he usually comes from the left so i was already thinking he maybe circled around and seeing that rub just 100 percent tells me that's what he did he so, probably did probably I don't know how I'm going to catch that deer, <laughs> to be honest, man. It's it's going to be it's going to be rough. It's I mean, be rough. 
like I told JD while I go when they start, you know, this time of year, they get just totally random. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to catch them. I mean, you, you about got to catch them trailing it though. Just like I killed that deer last year. Yeah. I just not giving up on that deer. I hunted him all both season. I mean, I hunted him hard. I, every chance I got, I was down there sitting and I never seen him. Yeah. And then I was I done. I decided to take the gun. I'm like, I'm just going to shoot a doe. Left the bow at home. What happens? Here he come walking out behind the doe. <laughs> 15 steps in front of the blind. I could have hit him with the bow cam and killed him. But Yeah, but man, you never know. You you could have had a blade open up. You could have had so much other things go wrong, you know? Right. And so. They just get random. I mean, yeah. So well, I'm, I wouldn't say it's just plain out luck. I mean, you got to be in the area they using but still it's not like it is in early season like in early season they're on a pattern you can set mm-hmm. your watch that deer he was coming to that feeder every day from the same direction for two weeks before then but now there's no telling where he's at yeah well and that's uh that's one of the things i've always said like i hate the rut i love it but i hate it because uh, you never know it's a love-hate relationship yeah. Well, and like this, so what's crazy about this spot is usually, you know, in November, the, the deer movement just stops. I mean, you get stuff overnight, but you really don't get much during the day. And I think because I haven't hunted it at all yet, these deer don't feel any pressure. I mean, the occasional every two weeks I go in there for about 30 minutes. Right. I don't think they're really going to care. Well, I can but, tell in deer movement down there on our club you know after the season started a couple of weeks into the season you know more people started hunting and you know four wheelers going and stuff you know you you can tell they start feeling it oh yeah dude well i told you last year or earlier this this past year um when season ended i had no does no does no bucks nothing just really january nothing was showing up i had feed i had everything out and the day after, I mean, literally the day after regular season was out, those does daylighted and they were staring right at the camera. And mm-hmm. I was like, these, these deer, no, they have to know. And I mean, I was going there every weekend, but like, they still had to know. So they know. I guarantee you they know. Oh yeah. And plus I found out too, the neighbor. So not the one that I think is going to kill tank if, if, he does daylight and the guy ends up being there. Um, but two houses down, I found out the neighbor's kid hunts and he claims he's seen a lot of big bucks. All right. Took you long enough. Yeah, I know. Sorry. We got to talking about Southeastern Bow Hunter podcast. We got talking yeah. about um, Obsession, uh, Bow Tech. We got talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, we were talking about the current the current uh, development and plan for tank. So I was just telling Andy, the neighbor, not not the one you know, the one you met, a different one, two houses mm-hmm. down. His kid hunts and claims to be seeing like three or four big bucks. Well, I'm not saying he's lying, but I've only got two shooters on that property, so I don't know where these deer are at. But it just kind of, you know, it just goes back to what i was saying is there's now three people probably hunting this deer that i know of there's probably three more i don't know of so i don't know man it's like you said you know during the rut they just do crazy things you can never pattern them so 
them like you, like you were saying on that as well earlier to me about, you know, not being able to pattern them off of, you know, one picture. It's kind of hard. So you haven't been to my property yet, but Eric has. And do you remember that big, uh, rig, the tower field, the big radio tower? Mm-hmm. Do you remember how eight foot tall growing up it was? And I told you that every summer I watched them all bed in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guess what they did yesterday? Cut it down. Cut it. That entire 17 and a half acre field is dirt. Why? They're surveying to rebuild the river because of the bank system and our, our backyards are getting oh, flooded. Dude. That. So all of their bedding is gone. And I bet you that's why I'm getting pictures now. Probably. And that is going to benefit you yes. so much next year. Yeah, I guarantee you 100% right. It Dude, that, that may be helping me out this weekend a lot. That Look, I'm just, moving around. I'm just telling you, when we come up there for Doe Day, if you haven't killed him yet. <laughs> uh. No, nope, what? Uh, nothing. Nothing's gonna change. <laughs> just because I haven't killed him yet for no day, that doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying. Because whoever does is getting their ass uh, whooped. <laughs> if you find me, <laughs> I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. I oh, would okay. shoot that eight oh, point. I would shoot that eight point. That one you sent me a picture of. That I oh yeah, Landon's oh that. god, I'm yeah, yeah. gonna shoot him. Oh, well, he said anything other than E in this game. Oh, I know. Yep. I know. I'm just giving yep. him a fair warning. If I still have a buck tag and that deer shows up, he's dead. <laughs> so, look, I want to bring some up to you guys. It's kind of switching gears here. It's it's sort of a – not really controversial, but it's a it's a topic we've never talked about. Hey, hey say something so, that, so they can see it. Look at that. Look at that. What that we're looking at? Seven. JD, what are your thoughts? What are your, what are your thoughts about that? So far, well, we can get into that later. Uh, let's continue going with our story, and then we can get into some product review stuff. All right. Um. All right. So, I've never talked about this on the podcast. I've never even thought of bringing it up, but I want to know you all's opinions. You're coming out of the closet. No, <laughs> no. That, give it another couple of years. Oh, um, you're still in the closet. Oh, okay. Yeah, really. Yeah. R. Okay. R. Kellying this shit. Um, anyway, oh my God. So, <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep that out. Anyhow, um, <laughs> I want to know both y'all's opinions one at a time on CWD. And the reason I bring that up is I was listening to something today where they were talking about, you know, funding for the um, wildlife management stuff, like the um, what is what is it called? God dang it. Like the, the people that do it, uh, DNR, right? And JD, I know you've got a connection with this. So they were saying that it's it's kind of, and I'm really just sort of generalizing everything. But what they were saying is that it's interesting how the numbers keep going up every year in the states that have it. I know Georgia doesn't have a confirmed case yet from what I understand, but Alabama does. So you can't tell me that some of those deer haven't crossed over. Alabama and ten, uh, I don't. I'm not sure when Alabama had their last one, but I know that Tennessee just got one uh, last season. Mm -hmm. Alabama did was this Florida, year. Did Florida have a case? I huh? remember some, one county in Florida had a case. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing is we're surrounded by it, but they claim it's not in the state. 
So I guess my question is claiming we don't have Black Panthers. Bullshit. Oh, we definitely have Black Panthers. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have Black Panthers. I believe that. Okay, so l- let me ask you this. If the results come in differently before we get into the rest of this topic, what's that going to change? Well, here's why I bring that up. For you, what is it going to change for oh, you? nothing, nothing. But I okay. want to know, like, because to me, everything I heard, it sounds like the same old political crap where they want the funding, so they're going to keep pushing out numbers that probably aren't true. Mm-hmm. And they want to keep getting, you know, I think they spent like $30 million or something one year. Uh, and this isn't Georgia. This is another state. But even then, they want to get the funding to, for whatever reason, make some more states not be able to bait because their argument is, oh, baiting causes CWD to spread. Well, if you don't know anything about deer, there's scrapes. They nuzzle each other all the time. They lick each other all the time. They drink from the same water source. Like you're not going to stop them from having contact. So I'm curious y'all's opinion on like the whole CWD thing, because I've heard people like Ted Nugent say it's all fake. Then I've heard other people say they're supposed researchers of the stuff that, oh no, it's definitely killing them. Yet there's never been a 100% confirmed death from a deer from CWD. So, I mean, what do y'all think? The only time I've ever seen one actually confirmed was, I can't remember the state, but it was a few years ago. Um, a guy had actually seen, you know, a CWD deer um, that, you know, it wasn't, you know, just losing its, you know, summer coat. It, it had the mange look and it was walking around all stupid. It didn't know what it was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, it looked just sick. Um, so he actually killed it. But, that was the only time it was like, and they tested it after the fact, but finding a deer from dying from natural causes and then testing it, you know, I don't personally think that it's uh, as hyped up as it is. Okay. But if someone actually killed a sickly looking deer and then had it tested and it came back as a, you know, positive for CWD, that to me is about the only you know, only real way to tell how much of this, you know, numbers are actually just inflated. Yeah. Andy, what do you think? I'm sure they're inflated, man. They want the funding. Like you said, they're trying to get funding. That's that's, yeah. that's what drives everything is money. Yep. Everything. You got to look at the growth that hunting has had in the past three years. Right, you're right. Yeah, they, that is true. Three years has blown up, so they've got to figure out a way to tax us, tax the system, and get more funding for that program. I mean, hell, look at you know six months ago, Joe Biden. You know, I don't want to get into all this kind of stuff on the podcast because that's not what not what we're about. Right, part of the politics side, but this is a hunting podcast. I was going to say, I think I know where you're going with this. And I, I did want to touch on this. So keep going. Now, he did, you know, he passed the bill on, you know, removing all of the funding for archery programs in schools. That's not hunting. And I know it's not hunting, but what does that drive? Does that not in the long run drive hunting? It mm-hmm. drive. So 
you're taking inflated numbers on CWD. You're taking the inflation of how many more hunters we have in the past three years. And it's like, oh, wait, now this is a big industry. All of a sudden, in the past, it is a huge industry. But in the past three years, this industry has blown up. Oh, yeah. They've got to figure out how to do something with it or, or reciprocate something off of it. Yeah. Because that's what it's all about is reciprocation for them. Exactly. It's about so the money. I completely, you know, agree with the, the I agree with the possibility. And I, I don't know, I, I'd have to call, you know, my source on it that I have, that you know, um, just to get at least a statewide look at it. Yeah. You know, it, you know, I, my source can't look at anything outside the state. Yeah. Um, but well, maybe he could, I don't know. He probably could. Probably could. Just from that standpoint of it, it is, I don't know. It, it is it a possibility that it's inflated? Yeah. Is it a possibility that it's true? Maybe. But it stands to reason that with the hunting industry growth, it stands to reason for them to get more reciprocation from because of it. Yeah. So. One of the analogies these guys were talking about, and if they hear this podcast, they'll know I'm talking about them because I've only ever heard it this put this way. Is you know how like you know how people they say that every single person has the, a type of herpes virus in them. Some of it's dormant, some of it's not. Well, just like cancer, everybody has cancer, but it's a yeah. matter of when, yeah. when it shows. Yeah. But what he said is he's like maybe CWD is just basically the herpes or a deer version of like herpes and, and not saying that it is herpes, but saying that just because a deer gets it, say you kill a deer, say, say you kill Ian, right. You get him tested. He's healthy. He looks fine. He acts normal, but you test him and he's tested positive for CWD. I'm still cooking him and eating him. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because the thing is we don't know. We've never before. Cause the first CWD case ever found was in Colorado on a mule deer doesn't mean that that's where it originated from. That was just the first case they found. Right. How they found that, I don't know, but I know that that's how, that's how it was found. So who's to say that this just isn't something that deer get that, you know, they all have, or maybe when they get it, it's, it interacts with them differently. Cause I know there's been healthy deer killed with it. And then there's so, been unhealthy deer. So here, here's another fun fact for you. Um, where a lot of these cases are coming from are Midwest, up north, you know, that kind of area. All right. Look at Illinois. Look at how many cases they have. Mm -hmm. All right. So every 30 years, the DNR does a re restabilization of the whitetail habitat. They bring in deer from other states. Mm. every 30 years yeah. well they did that in Atlanta like 50 years ago I think it was right so who the hell's to say that we don't and yeah. we don't even know we probably do but yeah like y'all were saying you know on the deer up north I think some of it has to do with like winter stress our deer aren't stressed near as hard as those yeah. deer True. you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah like when it gets 30 below up there, you know, they're, they're struggling, you know, they're trying, they're fighting to survive and it, we, yeah. you know, it, it pulls them down to nearly nothing. Yep. They're very, like, you know, if, if we were stressed that bad, you're very susceptible to 
catching something, you know? Yeah. Well, I can tell anyway. you, I think some of the pictures, you know, or videos, you, you look at a you look at a big buck in November in Illinois in the rut, and then you just look at that same buck in January and February. It looks like a doe with antlers. Yep. Yeah. And they're they're nothing. They're wore yeah. out. I mean, they're they're near death. I mean, they don't get yeah. enough to eat. Well, and that's another thing, like, you know, yeah. I talked to Kurt from a uh, working class, and I know he he wants to, if I remember right, I'm pretty sure he would like Illinois to go to being a bait state, not even during hunting season. You don't have to do it during hunting season. But, like, just feed them in, you know, once the season's out. And I, I know you and I talked about this before, J.D., where, you know, down here, it, I feel like the laws are so relaxed that oh, yeah. they make the most sense. Definitely. Yeah, you can bait. It doesn't make it easier. We all know this. The three of us put bait out. It doesn't make it easier. If it, it did, easier. Yeah, There's if it there. did, we would all have giants on the wall. Exactly. So, I mean, it make it easier. I mean, a giant, a mature buck is not just going to walk out to a bait site and say, here I am, kill me. Yep. They're not stupid. They're not no. going to walk out in a food plot like that. And He's going to suck that joker about three times before he ever steps foot out in that open. Yeah, and that's what kills me too. When they're like, "Oh, it's spreading," it's like, dude, you're you're getting it. If it is getting spread like that, and I know it sounds so conspiratorial, but it it just makes sense. Because think about it: like, there was never really any big, you know, Lyme disease issues before they, um, like I know that the government released a bunch of ticks that had Lyme disease just to test it to see if it was a viable warfare. Tactic. Yep. And now look what it is. It's spread throughout the entire country. Who's not to say that this might be something, you know, that they did or that, you know, maybe isn't as bad, kind of like COVID, that, you know, they, they're just inflating. And, and I'm not saying that CWD isn't real. I'm sure it's a real thing. But I don't think it affects the deer like people think. Now, EHD, that is the real problem, in my opinion. That is a huge problem. I know we don't have it much around here, but up in like Iowa, Nebraska, Illinois, all those places, it is absolutely terrible. I mean, I've seen 200 inch deer be killed by that stuff. And it, it's a shame. Now I'm not saying that's from, you know, some lab or some shit that they made, but to me, that deserves more, you know, more attention than CWD. I'm one of those that I honestly think that, it, that I would probably – for me, a safe number would be around 75% of all ailments and illnesses, and all, whether it's for humans or animals, is man-made. No, I wouldn't be surprised. That's just the way I feel, because if you look back, way back in history, and all, we didn't have the same shit and problems that we have now. No, we didn't. No. It, 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 it doesn't fucking come out of the blue. Nope. That's not how it works. And the no. thing is, too, like, you know, people want to say that CWD is is completely terminal and all that. Well, again, I don't think it is. I really don't. I've seen the photos, uh, photos. I've seen the videos. Yeah, the deer looks like crap. But, I mean, dude, you don't know what that deer's been through. Maybe he was rutting really hard and he got sick. Maybe it's not CWD. Maybe he got CWD and that's not what was killing him. He just didn't have a lot of food. Yeah. And maybe he, you know, was just malnourished. I mean, that that's a high possibility, especially in states that don't allow baiting. Exactly. Yeah. What, um, they're just, 
it's just like us. If you run yourself ragged, you know, for three weeks and not hardly eat and you get, you know, malnourished and you could very easily die from something very simple. You could catch oh, a cold yeah. in three days. Yeah. The deer is no different. I mean, they run three or four weeks a month and just run themselves flat to nothing. And, you know, yeah. like they catch something and they're gone. They can't recover from it. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't have the, their system is not strong enough to fight it off. Yeah. So, I mean, Andy, what obviously. You hot topics? Do what? What else you got for hot topics? Well, hold on, hold on. I got one more question. Right. Um, as far as me and JD go, obviously, if a deer tested positive for CWD that we killed, we'd still eat it. Um, I, I'm not really worried about it. There's people that have eaten it and they haven't contracted anything. There's no brain virus that you get. I mean, it's. I feel like with how long that thing's been around for like the past 60, 70 years, if if that was a possibility, it would have happened by now. So, I mean, so, if you killed a deer that had it would you eat it probably okay now the only thing i will say leading up to that is talking about you know eating something that does have something or even if it did test it positive or something is bear i mean but you know that because they do have the i think it starts with a t i think it's tinnitus Nah, trichinosis trichinosis and it started with a t um that that's the only thing tinnitus <laughs> tinnitus whatever their ears are ringing a lot. That, that's a problem. It's a real big yeah, problem. That's what I've got. So. <laughs> the only other thing that I know that animals carry, well, besides rabies, really like a deer, maybe I don't think deer carry it, but like brucellosis that pigs carry, yeah. you can contract that. What is yeah. that? Yeah, that you can get sick as hell from. Yes, people, you know, contracting that from hogs, you know, but if I killed a hog, I'm wearing gloves. If I clean it or whatever, I, you know, I done heard some stories about that junk. What is it? Brucellosis. What's that? It's, I don't exactly know what it is, but you get it from their re- re- reproductive organs is what they oh, say. okay. If huh. you drink, oh, like if you kill a wild pig and you're going you're gonna to feel dress it, please wear gloves. Yep. That's highly recommended. Or either yeah. leave there and take the processor and let them do it. Hmm. Glad you told me that, because I, I never yeah. knew about that. Because that, I mean, humans can, can you can contract that. If you got just like a little scrape or something on your fingers or something, it, you can get it. That's so crazy. I'm pretty, it's pretty nasty. Like J.D. says, you can get pretty sick. Huh. I don't exactly know what it does to the animal, but, you know, I, I mean, they they carry it for a while. I think it's like incubates in them or whatever, something. Yeah. Kind of like rabies or whatever, you know, they'll they'll carry it. I think it's I think it's like a ninety day incubation, man. It it's long. It's a long, long time. But humans can contract that. That's the only one other that I know of. Yeah. Well, like the trichinosis thing, man, you know, JD and I are planning on going on a bear hunt next year, hopefully. And yeah. you know, it it is something I thought about, but yeah. I would still eat a bear as long as I'm the one cooking it and I know. Like I'd buy a damn thermometer just for that. Cause what is it like above 150 degrees, I think, or 160? 160. And, and but see, that's the problem too, is every time I've ever eaten bear, it, it tastes great. Mm-hmm. But it is so chewy. And the reason it's so chewy is because they have to cook it so much to get the 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 you know trichinosis out. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I mean, you know, it, it's I know Stephen Ranella had a problem with trichinosis a couple years back, and mm-hmm. he's even talked about it, and he said it was terrible. So if you ask me, like, if I'm going to kill something and eat it, 
which is what we do. I, I don't care if I got to overcook it a little bit. Like I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. Right. My wife hates worms. Right. So if I had them, <laughs> I probably would have to move out until they're gone. So it's, you know, it's just something I thought about, like listening to the podcast and they were way more detailed, you know, than I was. Um, I just, I wanted to know y'all's opinion because I, with everything that's going on and all the BS that we keep being fed, I would not be shocked if in the next six months, you know, we get an article on GON that says first case of CWD and every, and then they ban baiting because that's their first thing they go to, which is so stupid. I mean, yeah. if you're going to ban something, ban, and I, I don't want them to do this, but hell, if, if, it, if that really is what's causing it, if it's deer that are going to, you know, sites that we have made, whether it's bait sites, mock scrapes, whatever, ban all of that, ban all scents, ban the food, ban anything that a deer is going to lick and smell and transmit to another deer, and maybe, but I don't think that, I don't think that matters. I don't think that it's something that, you know, is being spread through that way because guess what say a deer in a farm has cwd and it goes against that fence and a wild deer comes up well yeah they're feeding in that farm like you know inside the high fence but then when that deer touches noses with that wild deer guess what now it's in the wild so they're trans they're what i said they're transmitting it exactly I mean so I don't know. You, this is you argue. I don't think it transmits that way, though. I don't. That's either. what they say. That's what they claim. I'm not saying that's a fact. I'm just saying. Is the it like are... fluid or something like that? Heard, yeah, yeah. That's what I've it is. I've heard it's through their urine. Do what? I've heard that it's through their urine. Any liquid. Yeah. Any, so like, any fluid in the deer, supposedly. Yeah. You know, they're gonna transmit it through scrapes because you know yeah. they're licking yeah. the. They're peeing in the scrape. I mean, yeah. every deer that comes by that scrape is going to get it. I mean, if that's the case. Yeah. And the thing is, too, I guess to wrap up. That's the case. They're going to try and ban hunting altogether. Well, and so oh. I, I was getting to that. But to wrap up the CWD deal, I feel like if it really was as bad as they say it is, all the deer would already be dead. Because it would spread like wildfire and there would be no more uh, deer. It would spread like COVID did through. Exactly. I exactly. mean, it would just run, run rampant. You couldn't yeah. stop it. So that's why I think it's a little bit of BS. I'm sure the disease is real, but I don't think the numbers are as high. So, well, I mean, not to not to keep going down this rabbit hole, but yeah. I've got I've got a few more sources that are in the healthcare industry, um, and talking about the COVID and all that stuff too. Those the death numbers were inflated. Oh, for sure. It was a scare tactic. I think that's the same thing with the CWD. It's a scare tactic. They were trying to sell the scene. I mean, come on. Yeah. Dude, this episode is gonna get, this episode's gonna get flagged. I'm gonna uh, I don't care. I don't care. But look, I, what I'm curious about is why and this sort of leads into the banning hunting thing. So this is this is my sorry, Thor just sent me a picture of a deer. Um I'm gonna look and see what it is real quick. No, what it what it kind of leads me to though is like why would they inflate the numbers and why do you think that it sort of seems like they're trying to get hunting banned because I have my own opinions on it and 
I'm curious on y'all's because it does seem every year, especially the deeper that me and JD get into the industry and start talking with people and seeing like, you know, the things that they, like the hoops they have to jump through. Perfect example would be um, Jason with nose down. You know, his stuff has to get checked for CWD stuff. There you go. And it, I mean, that's fine. Oh, freezer clean. Uh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, it makes sense. But it's like they're starting to put more and more regulations on what we do. And and like I said earlier, Georgia, my man, eat more deer. <laughs> um, Georgia's, you know, oh, it's a dough. Um, Georgia's laws are so lax compared to like, like Illinois, for example. That's the only one I know that's, you know, that I know well enough. They only get like a, two or three week rifle hunt and i think their entire season runs from october to january and it's like why what what difference is it up there compared to down here but here's another here's another rule for you in illinois that you probably don't know that i, I just found out about huh. you have to have a 26 inch minimum draw really are you serious yep huh so what uh, what's the guy supposed to do if he's under that? Yeah. Use a crossbow or, or a gun hunt. Damn. Damn. That is... That's wild. <sighs> they got some crazy laws up there, man. And I'm from there. That that sucks. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, all right, so... I don't know. I don't think... My, my opinion is they're trying to regulate a lot of stuff and the regulations do get crazier and crazier every year. But I don't think that they, I honestly don't think they have the power to even try and ban hunting completely, mm -hmm. but they all, they do have enough power to try and get their fingers in every single which way and loophole that they can. As far as a ban on hunting completely, I don't see that ever happening. But it just seems like it just seems like that's what they're trying to get at. Yeah, but they can't. It's money. They're they're yep. they're off of it. But see, that's what's so stupid is like they could make so much if if the government wanted to, they could tax the crap out of all hunting gear, and they're making their money. Would it suck on our end? Yes, but we can still go hunt. Like the Pittman Robertson Act is the perfect thing. Now, granted, that doesn't go to the government, at least not supposed to, and that goes back into conservation but mm -hmm. instead you've got you know like jd said joe biden taking funding away from archery um courses in school dude that just because someone shoots a bow when they're a 13 year old doesn't mean they're going to be a hunter and even if they are who cares it's more tax dollars that they're spending when they buy the equipment it, you're right. helping conservation and then they're getting the healthiest meat on the planet so I just I can't see but that's that's another that right there what you just said is another reason why because it's the healthiest meat on the planet if they're there that those type of people in the government are wanting you to not get your own meat from you know the natural way they're wanting you to get the store-bought stuff that has all this other chemicals and all this other stuff that it's a, it's all addictive yeah and they want you to get into all this stuff and they want you to all of the ailments that they create, they slide into all of your food at the grocery store. I mean, it's just, 
It's absolutely insane. Do you realize how many things, and I thought this was just a TikTok bullcrap, but it's not. Do you realize how many things from the company Great Value in it has fish in it? Great value. Look, look at you. If you, great value. If you have a great value uh, mac and cheese box in your cupboard, yeah. look at the ingredients. There's fish. Why is there fish? I don't know why. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It is, but it's in, it's in there. It's just, oh. it's what they're, they're controlling everything. And Those when you take that control away from them by letting us go hunt freely, that's what drives them. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's all about the control and the money. That's what that's what runs the planet. So I wasn't going to say anything. I'm not dropping names. I'm not dropping location. I'm just dropping info. Send me a pin. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's, it's not like that. Okay. I was given some information from a source that you and I both know that was telling me that there was a big deer on a certain property. This big deer was showing up on cameras. A lot of people knew about it. Nobody could kill it. I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about because I know the deer and I know the person. Okay. So Andy <laughs> and JD, help me out if I forget any details, but and don't drop where I'll tell don't you drop location. who. I'll tell you locations. I won't drop no, names. I'll tell no, you where. Because no. I know the story. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. All I'm gonna say is there was a deer that was killed not by a hunter, but by a contract killer right they didn't care about the size they didn't all they were doing was trying to get the numbers down oh wait we're talking about two different things here never mind yeah yeah i i wasn't sure if you knew about this but i want to hear what your what yours is next but yeah. i guess the thing is like what doesn't make sense to me and this relates to another thing out in california with the grizzly bears and the mountain lions and all of that if the numbers are such a big problem. What's the problem with letting people like us maybe have an extended season, maybe have more tags, maybe have better access? Because access is a huge problem. Maybe not in Georgia too much, but throughout the country, it's a huge problem. Why in the hell would they not give us the opportunity to go kill more like they are when they have to pay contractors to, to go out in the middle of the night with a thermal and just shoot these things in the head and leave them? What's the point in that? Control. They can control it. They can't control what me and you do out there, you know, hunting freely. They can control those guys. Hey, do this, do this, do that, and that's what they do. You know what? It boils down to that right there, and it also boils down to a liability because of that. Exactly, exactly. If me and you go out there and make The government mistake, will not carry insurance on you as a hunter going to these different properties. No, but if there's a contracted company that carries their own insurance, the government's free of any liability. Exactly. It's true. If, if they miss and shoot somebody's house or something, you know, it's covered. If me and you would do that, they're going to sue us. We have to pay. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's fucked up where we live in, guys. It's I crazy. Like that a lot, but I just. So my story. <laughs> 
No, I, wanna, I was just about to say, tell me your story. So there's a guy. Do I know this guy? Know, huh? Do I know this guy? We all know very well. Very well. Um, He was, let's just say he's a traveling hunter. And he went to Ohio. Oh. He went to Ohio to go after this deer that another traveling hunter has had on trail cam for the past five years. Ooh. Ooh. So I know what you're talking about. This, this deer, Andy, was almost 300. Now, I'm not talking about pounds either. I'm talking about a score. He was, he had a home region of an area in a side of a city limit that was unhuntable. Regulation wise, like legally, they wouldn't let hunting. Legally, it was unhuntable. The deer would only travel outside of those city limits every once in a while. This other hunter that traveled that had been having him on camera for years. Talking about how money drives everything, got paid to let said other traveling hunter to hunt him. Now, said other hunter tra- traveling hunter, he did still put in the work. He did still have to hunt the deer. Yeah. But he paid for it. He paid for the spots. He paid for the deer. But yeah, he, he did get them. But, uh, but yeah, I I found out that that one was the one that was unhuntable. That was watched by someone else and he paid him off. And he's dead now. Oh, and he's dead now. Yeah. Mm. Well, y'all do know that a certain group of hunters was paid by a state to promote hunting in their state. Oh yeah. We all know about that. Know that story? I don't know the story about how it came, but I, I have heard heard of it. Yeah. I ain't gonna drop no name neither, but you know there was a big stink over that. You know, on on some of the the Facebook groups, and it was you know you know how that goes. So the thing yeah. the thing Kinda, I've learned, you know, the thing I've learned very recently, money drives everything. Well, <laughs> yeah, and this isn't from anything you or I have experienced. Our experience. And the industry has been great. I mean, but that's that's the problem. That is the biggest fucking problem with all of this shit. Yeah. Okay. Money drives everything. Mm-hmm. This is fucking hunting. It shouldn't drive anything other than how much our arrows cost and our bow cost, or our guns, or our ammo, yeah. or our camp supplies. That's the only thing that should be driven by money. This is it's hunting, a- for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, this is literally something that. God Himself said, "Go and do." I mean, exactly. Sorry, there's all these other damn podcasts out there that are all getting fucking paid and all this other kind of shit. Me and you, you know, me and Eric, to the listeners, we're not getting fucking paid for any of this shit. We're taking time out of our days to do this, and this is the way it should be. This is absolutely fucking stupid. How this industry is damn money driven. It's it's become so commercialized the last ten to fifteen years. It just go off on a damn rant. This is pissing me off. 
telling you, like in the in the late nineties and early two thousands, it was it was still about hunting. Mm-hmm. It well, was that's, nothing that's like it is said, now. Like mine and JD's experience so far in the industry has been honestly really good. I mean, like I was telling Andy earlier, we're you know we're kind of working on some stuff with with uh, VPA where you know now they're somewhat pretty much partnered up with. <laughs> I see that pretty much partnered up with us on the podcast. And the only reason that we're even, and this is, this is, this is something I say in every intro and I'm going to say it on this episode. The only reason that we promote the products that we do is because we believe in it and we use it. That's the only reason I'm not going to sit here and tell you, huh? They're not paying us. No. And, And I'm doing it like, well, I say, I, we are doing this whole thing, the whole, well, I say that just because I do the intros, but anyway, regardless, we're we're putting out these products that we believe in that are ran by really good people good you know some of them i don't know their faith that doesn't even it it matters but it doesn't matter that much when it comes down to just how a person treats you well here's another thing too real real quick and i'm sorry to cut you off but that right there just goes to show what we're doing as a podcast versus i'm sorry any fucking body else that has a big ass name because they're all getting paid to get other sponsors on their show by those sponsors to come talk about their shit. Mm-hmm. We will talk to you about the people that we believe in because we're not getting paid by that person. But if we believe in it enough to talk about it on our podcast, that just say something about the people we're talking about. Yep. I mean, I'm just like, I don't know, whatever. I'm not sponsored. I'm not paid by anybody. Everything that I use and try to promote, I have to buy it. I mean, yeah. I'll be of it, you yep. know, discount or whatever. If you sign up for the for the field staff program, or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, right. that's cool. Still supporting that product and that company, but it's not given to you, and they're not paying you to just promote their product. I mean, yeah. you're using it. I mean, everything that I, I promote, whatever I use in the field, it works. I believe in it, like the camo, the scent. I mean. The feed, everything. Yep. And that's I mean, the biggest thing. I didn't like, believe I wouldn't use it. I mean, exactly. and they're all from Georgia. Well, nose down from what, Tennessee, from Chattanooga. That's everything from Georgia, pretty much. Yeah. Did and I that's use. the biggest thing, too, is like what I've noticed. And I'm not saying, I didn't want to bring this up to like bash the industry because the industry is good. Without the industry, oh, yeah, I no. really think we wouldn't, we wouldn't have as much hunting opportunity as we do. But on the flip side of that, there's a dark side to it. And it's like JD was just saying, a lot of people. Now, I can name a couple podcasts I know that they're not, you know, getting paid to have people on. They're not getting paid for that side of it. But money does run this. And it it really, really gets me going when I see, when I see someone who for years will say, like, let, this is just an example. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. But they'll say, oh, this broadhead is the best broadhead in the world. And they'll do ads. They'll do promos they'll have so many things you see on social media right saying this is the one you get this broadhead it will never fail you it will never you know break or anything right you hear that a year later they're saying the same shit about another broadhead and that is so transparent it it's like how 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 does how do people buy that you know what i mean like, I can't figure out how, you know, me and JD both, when we talk to these companies, 
VPA is is by far the the one the most most recent, but also the one that I can firmly tell you, they're just blue collar Christian guys that run a great company that have a great product. Does Ryan, it mean VPA text me to uh, text me today about his daughter that just got out of surgery yesterday? Yeah, I tried calling him today. He didn't answer. I mean, that's just, or something like that's that. customer service more than anything else. I mean, that, that's it for a company that big to be calling me directly and saying, hey, my daughter's out of surgery. She's up and actually walking around today. Mm -hmm. Really? And that's what I'm saying, dude, is like the, the one thing that I want this podcast and the people we have on to emulate to people that listen. None of it's bullshit. Not a single piece of it, because no. all we're doing is we're showing the industry and you know, we're not, we're not a huge podcast, but with time, it's going to grow. It's already been growing. We've been getting connected with a lot of people. It's the same thing with your YouTube channel, Andy, you know, like you, you've been in the industry longer than we have. So I know, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I've had my channel what two years now. Yeah. Two and a half, maybe something like that. But I've had my channel for three years and I've got 29 subscribers. Yay. I've got I, I've on two 30, years. 30. <laughs> I got more subscribers this summer than I have in the past year. That's good. That's I good. Good, but I ain't paid. I ain't paid yeah. to put nobody's stuff. I use what I like. I use what it works for me. I, I mean, like the broadheads, the bow, whatever. You know, there's so many options out there. It's just mind blowing. I mean, you you give yourself a headache thinking about it. Oh well, yeah, I've done it many times. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we know you overthinker. Yeah. That's like you were talking about the broadheads, I mean, it's it's so many options: fix, single bevel, mechanical, whatever. And you know, you get guys on Facebook just like some of these new heads that just come out. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're great heads; they do the job. They'll kill a deer, but some of these guys, I mean, like they're just they just get crazy trying to push this stuff. Like mm -hmm. some heads that's been around three or four years has probably killed ten thousand deer. You know, yeah. Heads will. Well, the thing is, like, it makes me think of like Michael Waddell, you know, not to bring him up almost <laughs> almost every podcast. But the cool thing about him that I like is that he is. He does the same thing that we're doing. He will sit there and give you an honest opinion. And I watched his video on all like basically his opinion on arrow builds and stuff. And, you know, people that say, oh, you need this. You need a 600 grain arrow. You need a single bevel. You need this mega meat and all great stuff. I love the Mega Me. It's my favorite mechanical. But Amazing. just because someone likes it doesn't, especially someone like Michael Waddell, doesn't mean you have to use it. And he even says, he's like, look, I'm not telling you what to use. If you are confident, use it. Right. And it, he he showed a whole box full of Rage, Muzzy, G5, freaking uh, whatever the broadhead was that Rage was built off of. The broadhead that Sever was built off of. Grim Reaper. I mean, he had everything. And he said, we're not, you know, yeah, they have a deal with G5. But he's like, I still shoot other stuff just to test it. I like to test it. Why the whole industry can't be like that? I don't understand. Money. I understand there's money and I get you have to push a product. I get that. But at the money. end of the day, at the end of the day, if you've got a guy out there saying, oh, I've got this three-inch two blade that it'll it'll pass through anything i know and that guy shoulder blade and it just <laughs> what'd you say 
I said, I know that guy. We know probably about five of those guys. Yeah. It's just, I, I, huh? I'm talking, I'm commenting on some, I'm not going to name no name. No, y'all might have seen it on Facebook. One of the hunting groups we in, are y'all in it? I'm no, but some guy was on there. He's affiliated with a new head that just come out and he was just absolutely bashing Mega Meats. Was because, it? Because what, what head death, was it? Huh? What head was it? I, I, he was just bashing Mega Meats. Mm. Like their junk. He watched a video on YouTube of, you probably know who I'm talking about, that tests all the broadheads. Oh, yeah. And, you know, steel plates, ballistic gel, MDF plywood. He shot, I mean, it's a three inch mechanical blade mm-hmm. shot through steel plate. Yeah, it's going to break. Yeah. They're not designed to shoot through steel, dude. They're not designed to shoot through plywood. Well, They're not designed to shoot into a cement block. Yes. And the thing I like, so about the guy you're talking about, I know I know of him. I've talked to him. Awesome dude. Just really, really good guy. But he even says in his videos, I'm not telling you it's a bad broadhead. This is just how I tested it. And he even said in that most recent one with the Mega Meat test, he said, I know people that swear by this broadhead that it does damage. And dude, look at the dough I shot. I made a four, like literally I could fit my head inside the hole. All right. I wouldn't do it, but I could. It's a meat broadhead. I wasn't getting into it too deep with the guy, but he was like, dude, really? I was like, ballistic gel is not a deer. No. You cannot compare shooting an arrow into ballistic gel to shooting into a white-tailed deer. There's there's no comparison. No. And the problem is the the biggest, biggest, biggest problem. I know Ranch Fairy's talked about it. Dudley's talked about it. Freaking T-Bone's talked about it. Every big name in the industry talks about it. The issue is that everybody is trying to prepare for the bad shot instead of focusing on making the good shot. That's the, the that is the best thing I found about a mechanical head is you have it, it, if you make a bad shot, it will. I won't say you got forgiveness with it because it, it will. Make, you can say it, Andy. It does. It gives you. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. You have a bigger margin for error and yeah. still and still kill the animal. Yeah, you're shooting an inch and a half fixed head. You've got to put it right there on the dot, mm-hmm. or you're going to have problems. Exactly. But I that's mean, you the thing. Set up, you know, accurate with your setup. Every shot, every time, every time you pull back an anchor, it's going to hit where your pin is sitting. Yep. And that's okay. that's the thing is people don't want to put in the work. And even, dude, I'm the perfect example. Like this season is the perfect example. Me too. Me too. I, I know. I know. And you did too. You did too. I'm proud that we're in the same yeah. boat. In the same. So like, we practice all year long. I just said this to you earlier. Right. We practice all year long. I've had three. Shut up. You're, <laughs> you're not in this. <laughs> but no, we we practice all year long. I shot thousands of times in the off season. Thousands of times. Getting myself, and I said this earlier, getting myself in the mindset of a 200-inch deer 20 yards away, 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards, dead on. And what do I do? The first two deer I shoot, both bad shots. <laughs> I mean, the first It deer, happens. The first mm-hmm. deer I shot, I absolutely crushed her. I mean. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying is. Broke people, off, you went 30 yards, piled up dead right there. Yeah. I mean, 
but that's what I'm getting at is people who are bow hunters, you know, especially the ones like me and JD that do it all year long. It's all we use. And I'm not knocking gun hunters. I know I gave you shit earlier, but I was just, I was just playing around. But I know, I know. I gave Thor shit earlier today, so don't even worry about it. But I can't fucking say Fuck you Well, no, I know that. I know that, JD. I'm just saying, for people like you and me, we, I, I guess I can't say like you and me because you and I both understand this, but just the typical Billy Bob redneck that lives in the mountains that shoots a bow all the time. Right. He wants the one and done, just best thing, never going to fail. Never going to have any issues. Flies like a field point. Biggest cutting diameter. You can hit the leg bone and you can go into the next county. I'm sorry. There's nothing like that out there. Every huh. single product, regardless of what it is, can fail. The problem the is can fail. I've learned it over the last probably three podcasts that we've done. And I've paid more attention to it. And it is 100% accurate. The problem is... Everybody wants to get stuck into the hype of what a certain broadhead will claim. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to buy it and trying to recreate it or trying to make it better, all this other kind of stuff. The only thing you need to focus on is what type of shooter are you? Yep. Shot placement This is what's going to depict your broadhead. Mm -hmm. That's that simple. And if, you, and if people can actually keep it that simple, oh, God, it would be... Everybody would be, you know, oh, you use that broadhead. Okay, you must be this kind of hunter. All right, cool. Or not this kind of hunter, but this kind of shot. All right, cool. And the camaraderie would come back around versus, every, you know, like everybody now is, oh, you're this broadhead. Oh, da 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 it, It's just. Right. Yeah. My broadhead's better. better. It, 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 if people would actually stick to their type of shot placement, depicting what type of broadhead they use if you want more room for air and you're making a lung lung shot if you're you know trying to go for lungs every time mechanical mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're a pocket shooter like i am you know i'm not trying to toot a horn but yeah. if you're a pocket shooter like i am fixed plate all day long every day and that's I mean, why you and i both go with fixed because that's the types of shots that we want to take now yes have I I my track record doesn't say that Yes, I've used a mechanical. Has it worked? Hell yes, it's worked. I got three in the bag this year from a mechanical. From a cheap fucking mechanical. Just because yeah. it works. The cheapest one. The cheapest damn one. Is it loud? Yeah. Is it, you know, is it more than one and done broadhead? No, it's not. But does it work? Yes, it works. But if you're a pocket shooter, shoot a fixed. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you're a lung puncher, you like to hold a little bit high, you know, high back of the shoulder, go mechanical. It's just the the camaraderie in the hunting industry is fucking retarded the way it's it, gotten. It has. It's just, why can't we all just congratulate each other no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're shooting, no matter how we're shooting, no matter if you shoot a spike versus 150 every year, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If your hat, if your setup works for you, fuck the arguing, fuck everybody else. Do what makes it for you. I'm gonna read you something that I read or that I wrote uh, the other day. Someone posted something about, you know, the same thing you were just saying. 
and I got to find it. I would try to improvise it, but I can't. Um, all right. So the post said, quote unquote, there's four different quotes. Well, by no means is he a giant. Not the biggest. Won't win any trophies. He's just a dot, dot, dot. The point of that was you see a lot of people, and I'm, I'm guilty of it, dude. I said it last year when I shot pickles. Biggest year I've ever shot. I even said, it's not a giant, but. Now, to me, that's not looking for pity. That's not looking for, you know, people. No, going, that's, oh, just no, it's a great year. that's just making a statement to the industry. And everybody else is looking that, hey, he's not a giant, but I was excited about it and I killed him. Exactly. So, so when, I, when I read that, when I read that, I normally don't do this. I don't like to post on stuff and, and give my opinion because it always turns into people, you know, going back and forth. Yeah, but I couldn't help myself. So here's what I said. Word for word, this is what I said. I said, whether it's a new world record giant or a small bucker doe, every single kill should be congratulated. I've said, not the biggest, but, but that's because I had a bigger deer on my hit list, but was still super stoked to have killed the deer that I posted. We all have our opinions, but at the end of the day, if someone posts a good ethical kill, they deserve a congratulations regardless of size. Yep. I did not get one negative comment. And that right there is what the whole industry, community, even people who hate hunters, they need to understand that regardless of what someone posts, congratulate them. If it's a 250-inch state record, dude, that's awesome. If it's a two-inch spike, and it's your first kill, or maybe it's your first kill of the season. Hell, it could be your 25th kill. Dude, congratulations. Yep. I, I don't understand, and I'm starting to get I'm starting, I'm starting to get worked up here, but I don't understand why every single hunter that I or not every single hunter, but a lot of the hunters you see on Facebook have to go on there and say, Oh, it needed another year. And I know I messed with you about that when you posted a little forky, but I do it because it's fun. Yeah. But, but really, I don't understand why people feel the need to go on there and think they're freaking Jim Shockey or Lee Ellis or Michael Waddell or, or Josh Bomar or even freaking um, Milo Hansen with the world record. Why, you're not out there. And even if you are out there killing all these big deer, you're no better than the other person. You just may have more experience. You may have more luck. You may have better deer. You may, you may just have more available, available time to hunt that said deer. Exactly. exactly. I was that he's probably got the time to hunt and the ground where they're living at. Everybody doesn't have that. Exactly. I yeah, don't. Thing, I don't weekends to hunt. I don't. I, I never hunt during the week because I got to work. I don't, yeah. I never have enough vacation time come deer season saved up <laughs> to take a week off to hunt all week. Yeah. That never happened. I've never been able to save it. Always something comes up that I got to use it. I only yeah. get two out of the year. That don't last very long. Well, that's the thing, man. Is like. What, what I, I guess to, because we're at an hour and a half to, I guess to wrap the whole thing up, because we could go for hours on this shit. Oh, we could. <laughs> I have so many more things that I could bring up, dude. But like, just to wrap that up, I guess it's what I see from us getting our feet wet in the industry. Like I said, every experience has been great. Osseo, great. Summit, great. VPA, great. Chestnut Brothers, nose down. Urban Archery Outfitters, Scout Tech, all of them, great people, great companies, great people. I have nothing against them. I will push them until the day they say, hey, we're done with you. Right. And I probably still use their stuff even when that happens because it's good stuff and they're good people. The problem is there's so much negativity and it's a pissing contest for a lot of people that are in the community 
it's not even a community anymore. It's like a civil war half the time. And I feel like what people need to realize is we're not helping. You might think telling that guy who shot a four inch spike, oh man, you should have waited for a bigger one. Well, you don't know what that guy's been going through. Maybe his wife just died. Maybe that's his first time getting out in the woods and killing that deer is the best thing that's happened to him in the past six months. Well, now you're raining on his parade and you're making him think, well, damn, you know, I was happy about that. But now, oh man, I'm not not happy. He's probably not going to hunt no more. He's probably Exactly. Exactly. And what that leads to, what that leads to is people quitting hunting and giving up something that is God-given that I think everyone, obviously we can't have every single person go hunt. The population can't sustain that. You, it, it would be a nightmare. But people who want to do it, I think no matter what it is, even if let it's gone, dude, they, yeah, let them do it, but they should also get the congratulations regardless. Now, if you're a poacher, kick rocks. Yep. But other than that, I just think, I feel like people don't see the big picture. They see a big deer and they're like, oh, that's awesome. I want to shoot that. And then they kill a deer like Pickles, who's 102 inches. Dude, I was on the top of the world when I shot that deer. I'm sure you were. Was he the biggest deer? Yeah, for me, he was. But Tank is probably 30, 40 inches bigger than that. Doesn't mean that it means any more or any less. It's still it's still the biggest deer. And if someone wants to shoot, like Thor, he shot a four or a spike last year, got ran through the mud, all because it was a spike. Well, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, if it gets down to the end of the season and I ain't punched no tag, if a spike comes out in front of this guy, yeah. he's getting smoked. I'm just telling you, I ain't yeah. – I'm not picky. I'm a deer hunter. I don't exactly. hunt horns. And that's deer. the thing, man. People people get so wrapped up in horns, antlers, man. I understand yeah. everybody's got their own deal. They want to manage their property to deer. That's fine. That's cool. Everybody does not do that. Everybody that's not my goal for the season. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple deer on camera yeah. that I really like yeah. to take. I'm gonna hunt them. I'm trying to hold out for them, but the later on in the season it gets, my patience runs out. I'm gonna start shooting. Mm-hmm. I'm yes, not going to yes. wait on that buck. I'm, the first thing that walks out there and gives me an opportunity, I'm going to take it. Yep. And it, it just scares me when, when I see all this negativity, man. And it's like people people don't see the bigger picture, like I said. And what it's going to lead to is it's going to lead to us losing. <laughs> it's going to lead to us losing the right that we have to go hunt. It is. You're going to open that door for you know organizations like uh, PETA. Yeah. And once they get their claws in it and they start tearing it down, dude, it's going to be damn near impossible to get out of that. It's hard to get loose. (laughs) Yeah. I just had had to get that out because it's like I see it every single year, man. People just – they feel better. And and I promise you, half these guys saying this stuff would never say this in person. No. They would say to your face, oh, man, good job. That's awesome. Then go on Facebook and be like, oh, you should have given it another year. Because they're behind the phone. They're not standing exactly. And that people just, I miss the days and I know that I'm young, but I remember we, we had this growing up. I miss the days when you talk shit, you got hit. Nowadays you talk shit and you get praised for it. And it's just, it's, it's nuts. I don't know, man. I don't mean to go down a negative rabbit hole, but it's just, it gets my blood boiling when I see this. Cause you know, we all love this and, and regardless of, you know, what we, how we hunt. I mean, Andy, you could never pick up a bow again in your life. I would not stop talking to you. You're one of my buddies. I want you to go kill a deer. I want you to kill something good, whether good to you as a spike or, or, um, Curtis, 
Right. I, I mean, God, God forbid if something happens and I couldn't shoot a bow or nothing with it. All I could do was rifle hunt. I mean, I would, I would be no different. I probably wouldn't talk to you anymore. Yeah, you oh. would. <laughs> JD is the privileged white man, so just don't. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> yeah, you. Would. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh god. But look, guys. Um. I think this might be a good place to wrap it up. Honestly, we need to we need to do another one of these because I feel like the three of us can really get going on, you know, hot topics that people really need to hear, like the outsider perspective. Because, like, you know, we covered the industry, you know, doing the whole game of, you know, this guy says this is the best broadhead a year later. He's promoting another one. Money, um, regulations, all this stuff. JD, honestly, I would really, really like to try and get your source on here one time so we can actually learn what DNR is doing. I don't know. I don't know if he'd be interested, but I, I'll reach out to him. Okay. Let me know because I feel like we, you know, everyone just assumes that, oh, everything's the same as it was last year and the deer numbers are fine and this and that. And, no, they wouldn't inflate stuff. I just don't see that. I, I think there's more to it that we just don't know. And they keep that it quiet be, because that would be in perspective from that from that end. Yeah. Because dude, they could be seeing it totally different than us. Right. No idea. Right. So right. The, the only thing I'll have to say is if that is a possibility, um <laughs> Eric, it would have to be a very professional podcast. Well, of course. Okay. You know, dude, you know I can do that. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> listen, to, listen to some of the earlier episodes and, and you'll see it. Yeah. yeah. But no, I just, you know, I really do want to do another episode like this where it's, you know, the three of us, maybe we can have Thor and Christian, just everybody back in and we can kind of talk about like our perception on, you know, where it's going, what the industry, and not, I don't even want to say the industry, what the negative stuff going on in the hunting world is kind of pushing stuff to because you better go ahead and get ready for uh, and prepare just for at least a four or five hour podcast well what we need to do like no shit she's going out of town in december so we need to do it on like a friday night or something and just get about a six pack of, of beer for each of us and just yeah. do it because you know what we can do what uh oh, he's brainstorming. We, yeah, you see the smoke. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> we should, on that length of an episode that's going to be covered and that diverse, I think we need to do that, make that one our in person video podcast. I'm, I'm cool with that. We could do it the weekend of Doe Day. If you want to do Doe Day, oh, yeah, I've got a place yeah. to set up. If, if you want to do Doe Day the weekend that she's gone, the only thing is, and this is stupid, <laughs> but if we're going to be hunting in the evening and all of that, we can do it afterwards and that I can set up. I have to take care of my grandparents' dog that weekend, so I can just feed him in the morning. But I'm I'm down to do that and just make it where all of us, whoever's there, we just sit down and hash it out because I really feel like like there's a few episodes or a few podcasts that will do it. They'll call, you know, people on their bullshit. They'll say, Oh, you know, this was said, but really they're doing this. There's so many things that have been going on lately that I really think need to be covered. And you're yeah. right. It'd be much better in person. So if we can figure out how we would record that 
and be able to get it out on the podcast, I'm down, dude. And if it's four or five hours, it's four or five hours. I don't care. I'm good. Okay. What weekend is that? So I'm going to start looking and trying to plan a, uh, when that doe day is going to be. First weekend in December. I think she's leaving on the second. Okay. Second or third. So we'll make it We'll make it work. Um, we just have to kill all of our big bucks before then. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. I'm trying to kill mine before Thanksgiving. I'm trying to kill mine since the opener. I was going to say, to end this on a high note, the rut's coming in, mock scrapes are firing up, deer are chasing. We've got this weekend, I know they're going to be hitting it. Next weekend supposed to be the projected rut. The weekend after that is a quota hunt. I know JDE won't be there for that. The weekend after that is the archery hunt at Clybell. And then it's full. I mean, literally the next four to six weeks is nothing but rut. So wow. this is the time. Wow. So, Oh no, guys! Huh? I said, let's go kill something. Yep, I heard that. This is Boys. the time to woods every chance you get. Yes, sir. I mean, it really is. It truly, sure. truly is. So I'm gonna be doing a lot of uh, convincing of the wife now. <laughs> so, Good luck. But anyway, man. Um, Andy, I appreciate it, man. JD, always. Yep. Uh, yep. If this episode gets pulled down, so be it. We're just speaking the truth. Whatever. Whatever. Did you say sorry? I said whatever. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Look, if Rogan can have people coming on talking about COVID and how it's all fake, I think we'll be all right. Uh, I think you'll be fine. So I'm not worried. But anyway, good luck this weekend, guys. I know I'll talk to you probably in the next 15 minutes. But, um, yeah, man, just keep on going. JD, you better you better kill you better kill uh, Ian. If you don't, I'll come do it for you. But uh, Or I will. Yeah, or Andy will. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, not too worried. I'm not too worried about y'all killing them because I've seen your track records, both of y'all. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, God. Shit happens, yeah. man. It's bow hunting. I, I got uh, nothing. I got nothing. I, I can't. I can't. I can't retort to that. I I made two bad shots. You got two things going against you. You you pull to the right and you're too slow. So you got nothing to say. No, I had three things going against me. The slowness is not a problem, so I only had two. Oh, I had a mechanical that opened, and I pulled to the right. So I got one. I shot high twice. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Okay. It happened, okay. man. But anyway, guys, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, good luck this weekend. All right, guys. See y'all. See y'all. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. If you don't mind, go on Apple, go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this and give us a five-star review. It really helps out. And, you know, I just want to give all the glory and all the thanks to God. Without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. We wouldn't be able to do anything without him. So just needed to throw that out there. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget to give us a review.